Today's daf is daf Lamed Dalid, and we pick up from the Mishnah towards the bottom of Lamed Gimel Lamed Beis. All right, that's where we left off, and today, Bezas Hashem, with Hakadosh Baruch Hu's help, we will go through the sugya of Arava. So far, we've gone through the sugya of um, the sugya of uh, Lulav. We've gone through the Hadas. We're now going to go through the Arava, and um, we are also Bez Hashem towards the end of today's daf going to start and learn the Mishnah of the Halachas of Esrik. So today is going to be a focus on Arava, which is going to be more of the uh, a simpler uh, approach than we had by Lulav and the and the Hadas. We're going to focus on the Arava, and, that, and then we're going to start. We'll, we'll learn the Mishnah of Hadas and start that discussion. Uh, the Mishnah of Esrik at the end of today's daf and start that discussion. Zok the Mishnah. Arava Gzula. A stolen Arava. The Yavesha. And a dried out Arava. We're going to translate this as Arava as a willow. Okay. We're going to learn there's various willows, however. So it's going to be an Arava. To be kosher for an Arava, it's going to need to be a specific type of willow. Psul. If it's stolen or it's dried out, it is going to be possible. Shalashira v'shal iranidachas. Okay, so far, it's like lulav and hadas, right? If it's an ashera or iranidachas, or nikdam raishay, the top is cut off. Nifritzu aleha, the leaves of the arava are torn off. And we're going to see how many leaves are torn off to mess it up. Vehatzavtsefa, and a lulav of atzavtsefa which we're going to see shortly in the Gemara, is a type of arava that if you look at an arava leaf, it looks like lips of a mouth that are rounded towards the middle and it kind of tapers off towards the end. A arava, there's an arava called a tzafzifa, the Gemara is going to explain to us, which is more circular. When it has circular leaves, that's a puzzle arava. Psula, okay? So, stolen, dried out, top is cut off, leaves, we'll see how many are torn off. Or a tzapzifa, a rounded leaf, arava, psula. All these cases, it is puzzle. Let's say it's not dried out, but it's kamusha. Okay? What's kamusha? So, kamusha means it's, it, it started drying out. Kind of like what a lot of people get nervous about and, and is very common on sukkahs. Right? For people who are not like the kim and how to wrap the arava, you know, well to make sure the leaves don't get blackened. Yeah, it's starting to dry out, but lamaisa, it's still a leaf. Some of the leaves fell off. Some of them are still on. Yet many of us don't need to imagine this. We we probably get this every year. Vishel baal, and in arava of baal. Okay, now. What does Baal mean? The Gemara is going to tell us, and we have very interesting Rashi we're going to see inside shortly. The Gemara tells us that Baal is a Arava. It's not a Tzavtzifa. It's an Arava. However, it doesn't, it's not from a species that grows near water. Okay? Kesheira. This is Kosher Aravas. Seder? All right. 
Now, before we read the Gemara, that was, okay, pretty straightforward Mishnah, except we need explanation. What is considered dry? What's considered partially dry? What's con- how many are torn off? That it's puzzle. How many are left on where it's going to be kosher? What exactly is this situation called tzapsifa, where I translate it as rounded, but what exactly is that? Where do you find it? And also the Baal Arava, which is kosher, what exactly is that? Okay, that needs clarification, but the Mishnah itself seems to be a, give us some direct halachas. Before we get into the Gemara, I would like to learn part of a Rashi together. Okay? Now Rabbi Ravinsky, the other day, touched upon a Shaila, and Rashi over here is going to start answering his Shaila. Rabbi Ravinsky had asked a Shaila about, you know, why don't we just say, Lulav, Hadas, Arava, Esrug, that are dried out or stolen or puzzled. Everything is compartmentalized. First we have a whole Mishnah Lul. Then a whole Mishnah another. Then a whole Mishnah. Right? Abravinsky pointed out, like, you know, maybe we could have put it together. So we gave, we gave somewhat of an answer. But I want to read uh, Rashi here on the Mishnah. Very interesting Rashi. If you look, Rashi, five lines from the bottom of the Amud, on Lamad Gimel, Lamad Beis. Five lines from the bottom of Rashi. The last two words on the line is where we begin. Okay? And the words are Vahai Depolig. Let's read this together. It says Rashi. Vahai Depolig, This that the Mishnah split up into four different Mishnayas, four different situations. Vatani Lula Bapinavshe. First it discussed Lula by itself. Vahadas Bapinavshe. And Hadas by itself. And now we're dealing with an Arava. And the, at the end of today's, of, of today's daf, towards the bottom of Lamadalad Omad Beis, we're going to learn about the Esrug, V'chein Esrug. V'lai Iriv, and we didn't just combine it, V'tani Luhu Mishumdi, and just put everything into one Mishnah. Why didn't we do that? Mishumdi Yesh Bechol Echad, because each, each uh, one of the Dalad Minim, the Lulav, the Ahadas, the Esrug, the, 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 the Araba and the Esrug, all of them have the Yesh Bechol Echad, Masha'in Bechavirev. Each one has a unique halacha, which... The other ones don't have. For example, Dilu Tzinehara Barzel, right? Remember the lulav of the Tzinehara Barzel where the leaves did not overlap each other enough? So, lo shayach ala belulav. Va'anof of meruvim When you have lo shayach ala bahadas, right? The berries, is only, the whole berry story is only possible by hadas. The tzafzifa and the halacha of the rounded arava Lo shaycha ela barava, for our low truma, we're going to learn bez Hashem, and the coming daf when we get into Hilchas Esrig, also the the arla and truma halachas lo shaycha ela beesrig hilkach because it's, it only applies to fruit hilkach it's shrichu arba bavi. Therefore, it's all split up. Rashi is hinting to us that granted, and it's interesting that Rashi is bringing it over here. You'd think that Rashi either is going to preface this by lulav, Rashi should kick this in. Or Rashi should do it after we're done with Esrug, right? But interestingly, he's, he's making this uh, point within Arava. And that is, we're going to find that most of the halachas that are written in the Mishnah are similar. However, since there are unique halachas which, are, uh, which don't apply to the other ones, we chose to divide it. Okay, interesting Rashi. Now, let's get it to the Gemara. Here we go. Three, uh, four lines to the bottom of the Yomud. Tana Rabbonon. The rabbis learned so. Should we? Let's start discussing the halachas of Arava. 
What does it mean that the willow has to grow by the river? It means that which grows by a river. It's referring to the, uh, a type of hadas, uh, I'm sorry, a type of araba that the leaves are long like a river. The same way a river keeps stretching out, so too you can't have rounded leaves. You need leaves that are larger in the middle and kind of edge out like you find by longer rivers. I only know, now, let me ask you a question. The, the Aravas that we have, are they river Aravas? What do they say on them? Munsi Aravas. Yeah? Right? The, the Munsi. Yeah? yeah? There you go. You see, sure. Right? Munsi. And we're not talking about Munsi, Indiana. Yeah? We're talking about Munsi, New York. Over here. Munsi, Indiana. People don't know. When people tell me they live in a, I meet from people, I say, where do you live? Munsi. I say, Indiana. Yeah? Right? You drive down Route 70. There's a city called Munsi. M U N C I E. <laughs> Munsi. All right. We're not dealing with the Munsi in the end, our rubbish. Yeah? So, how do you know that they're, that they're growing by the. By, how do you know they're growing by the river? Arvinacha, only know that you could use a, a rubber that's by the river. What about the front bush of our shul? Shalbal, Vashalharaminayin. How do I know that if they grow out, you know, away from the rivers, it's, it's also, uh, also going to be kosher? As long as, again, Rashi points out, as long as the leaves have the same shape as the river ones, as long as they are similar to the arvei nachal, which is plural, arvei is plural, it doesn't have to actually grow by a stream. It just needs to have the same type of leaf of that which grows by the stream. Beautiful. Okay. Top of today's daf. Abishol says arvei shtayim. Arvei is two. Achas vachas Arvei also tells us that there's two mitzvahs that are done with Aravas. Okay? One mitzvah done with Arava is what we were familiar with, the mitzvah of Lulav. Okay? Now, by the way, we don't know how many yet, how many Aravas, yeah? But there's a one mitzvah uh, that goes with the Lulav of Arava, and there's another mitzvah done with Aravas, which was done, um, as we're going to see, Allah um, it was done in the base Hamikdash where they would lean very tall aravas around the Mizbeach. It says there are Gemara of Rabbanon HaMikdash Minnalahu. How do you know that there was a mitzvah of arava done in the Beis HaMikdash? Gemara says, It's a There's no Pasuk to back it up. And this is so fascinating. Let's read this, and I'm going to tell you why this is so fascinating. It's so beautiful, because this, this is Mamish. Yesterday and today. Eser Netiyais, Arava, Venisu Chamayim, Malach Lomay These three halachas of Eser Netiyais, the, the Arava and the Beis HaMikdash, and Nisu Chamayim, right, from the Simcha Space of Shreve that was done on Sukkot, that is all Malach Lomay Okay. Arava, we know, right, leaned around the, the Mizbeach. The Nisu Chamayim, okay, we're k- kind of familiar with that, the pouring of the water on Sukkot. What's Eser Netiyais? Listen to this, it's so fascinating. Starting Rosh Chaydash Elul. Yesterday. Starting Rosh Chaydash It's so beautiful when, when Daf Yemi, you know, intersects. Starting yesterday. This year is Shemitah. Rosh Hashanah starts Shemitah. Starting Rosh Chaydash Elul. 30 days before Shemitah, the farmers are no longer allowed to work their fields. 
because any work done within 30 days is going to directly impact the growth of the Shemitah year. And therefore, they need to stop yesterday. Okay? Now, there's a halacha that when a tree, when, when a field has 10 baby trees, 10 saplings that need more care. Young trees need care. And if you don't take care of them till the last moment, there's a greater risk of them dying. So Eser Netias, when you have 10 young trees, then the halacha is you're allowed to work those fields. Halacha Mashbizina. You're allowed to work those fields through Chaydash El, all the way up to Russia. Okay? Okay, if something goes wrong in Shemitah, fine, that's the Dairaisa. But the Lach doesn't extend to 30 days, uh, 30 days prior. Okay? It's more of like a, a prevent defense that we're, doing, uh, that we're doing 30 days prior. It's uh, Mamish Kavaldik, yeah? Now we're up to Bezel, Bezel, Mamish yesterday's Halacha, and Shemitah this year. Okay. Period under that Brysa. Tanu Rabban of the Rabbis learned, so should we, Arve Nachal Hagadeh Lassala Nachal, in Aroba, is supposed to be in Aroba that grows near the river, Pratlet Tzapsva Hagadeh Lassalim, to exclude the Tzapsva that grow near the mountains. Okay, now let's talk about Tzapsva. When we read the Mishnah, we just translated Tzapsva that had rounded leaves. We're going to get there. Right now we said a, a Tzapsva cannot be used because it grows by the mountains. Number of Zerah of Zerah says, my Korah, where do you got a Pasuk? To telling me that you can't use a tzapsifa. Kachalamayim rabim tzapsifa somai. Yeah? He took uh, something that grows by mayim rabim, by many waters, and it was established as a tzapsifa. Okay? This is uh, talking about when Kaisal is receiving rebuke, Kaisal is re- receiving musr, where um, HaKadosh Baruch Hu says that I've given you water, but instead you've chosen to be the tzapsifa. Apparently, it's tzapsifa, something that's away from water. Omar lei abai. Abai says, Reb Zira, I have a doma prushay kom mefarish. Maybe one is explaining the other, meaning, ka chamayim rabim, take from that which is by a lot of water, umay nihu tzapsifa, and you know what's called, you know what is mayim rabim tzapsifa, meaning, mehechetesi, who says that tzapsifa is the opposite of mayim rabim? Maybe tzapsifa is the explanation. Of Mayim Rabbim and Tzapsva actually has is by the waters. Says so Gemara, Imkain my somos. Then what do you mean you place it there? Listen to this. Lesson for life. Hakadosh Baruch Hu, through the Navi, is giving us rebuke. We're receiving Moser. Hakadosh Baruch Hu says that Klal Yisrael should be. Meaning, intrinsically, do you know who we are? We are an entity that has been placed by Mayim Rabbim. We have abundant waters. We ha- every year it has whatever they need to grow. However, and that's an Arava. An Arava grows by the river. It has whatever it needs. The Hain Samu Atsum, but they've chosen to place themselves like a Tzapsifa 
out in the mountains. You see, a tzatzo is something that separates itself and stays away. Mamish, a beautiful idea where, you know, very often where we convince ourselves, and it's an excuse, we convince ourselves that we don't have what it takes in Ruchnius. Ruchnius, we don't have what it takes. And that's why we're not doing it. I don't have what it takes to learn Torah. I don't have what it takes to do chesed. I don't have what it takes to, to live a Torah life. Because Baruch says that's sheker. You're doing it to yourself. You're separating yourself. That there's every person, every yid, and Kla Yisrael as a whole, has mayim rabin. I've given you what you need. I've given you what you need to grow, to thrive. You want to go ahead. They put themselves out on the barren hills. All right. So you want to go sit out by the barren hills and pretend like you're not set up for success. That's your own pretend. But HaKadosh Baruch Hu, our manufacturer, who makes us, says, let me tell you something. You Yisrael lefanai kikach hamayim rab. Yisrael in front of me, I've given a yid what he needs. Every yid's got to do whatever it takes. And unfortunately, we kind of uh, separate ourselves. There are those who learn part of this Pasuk. Going on the following Mishnah. He took from the many waters. And he placed it by the Tzavtzifa. Or he, he, placed, he placed the Tzavtzifa. Maskevler of Zer, Zer asked the question. Same same conversation we had before but a little different right how do you know that Tzavzavah is not by the Mayim Rabbim maybe Tzavzavah is an explanation of, Rayim, of Mayim Rabbim so the Gemara says Kacha Mayim Rabbim Mayim Yud Tzavzavah Imkein my Samu what do you mean you're, what do you mean you're, you're placing it I'm Rabbi Abo I'm Rakatish Baruch Hu Ani Amayi Kacha Mayim Rabbim I said that Klai should be in front of me with many waters Mayim Yud Arava and that is the Arava the Arava yeah. And remember, what type of Yid does that Rava represent? A Yid that doesn't really have Torah Mitzvahs. Right? Remember that? That Rava doesn't have taste, doesn't have smell. Let's, let's, uh, but they set themselves up like the Tzapsifa of the Harem. Let's just remind ourselves what, what the Dalad Minim represent, right? So, the well-known the, um, the Chazal teach us that the Esrug that smells delicious and has taste represents a yid that has maizim taivim. That's what smells. The good deeds smell to others. It impacts others. And the taste is the tire. It's a yid that has everything. Tire maizim taivim. The lulav that comes from a date tree represents taste like a date, but a date doesn't smell. So that's a yid who has tire, has taste, but doesn't give off. That's a lulav. The hadas has delicious smell, but no taste. So the hadas represents the yid that has maizim taivim. Smells good. He's a mensch. He treats others right, but doesn't really have taira in his life. Doesn't, doesn't have taste. But he's a hadas. And then the arava has no taste and no smell. That represents a yid who nebuch doesn't have. Doesn't have taira, doesn't have maizim taivim. And the mitzvah tells us that in order to fulfill avdus, servitude, in front of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, you need all four tied together. You need everything together. Not the esrog. The esrog, okay, there's a message in that as well, that an esrog also has to be left alone, right? An esrog that has tayramized and tayvim has to be kept separate, unique, elevated, fine. But 
if you have a lulav, esrog, and hadas, and no arava on sukkahs, do you take that? No. You don't take it. There's no mitzvah at all. Very important message over here. Right? So, even this arava, because this Baruch who says, the arava, I'm setting you up with so much. I'm giving you, I, I set you up by the waters. Why don't you have Torah? Why don't you have mitzvah? You separate yourself. You put yourself between the mountains. Okay. Beautiful. Let's keep going over here. Tanur Rabbanon. Yeah, we all have the place. Right smack dab in the middle of Amaral. Tanur Rabbanon, the rabbis learn so shui, beginning of the line. Eizahu Aravam. What is considered an Aravam? Eizu And what is it Tzavtzafu? Apparently, Aravam and Tzavtzafu are very similar. So what's the difference? Aravam Konashal Adam. He says, I'll tell you the difference. An Aravam has got a reddish stem. Okay? It's got a reddish stem. Va'ala and also, it, its uh, leaf um, is not round. It's, right, it comes to an edge, like the lips. Okay? Upiya cholak. Smooth. Tzavtzifa, but a tzavtzifa, kana shala the stem is more whitish. Va'ala shala agol, the leaves are round. Upiya daima lamagol. And at the end, it's bent over like a sickle. I have a Tanya, Daimel Lamago Kasha. We learned that, uh, that if it's like a sickle, it's good. Daimel Lamasar Puzzle. But if it's like a saw, it's Puzzle. So how could you tell me a Tzavtzifa is like a Magal and Puzzle if we learned that a, uh, a Rava with leaves that are Daimel that are like a sickle, Daimel Lamago, is Kasher? It says, Amarabaye, Kitanya Hahi, Bechofagila. Yeah, that's talking about a chofa gila. That's a different type of araba, a different type of willow. Okay? That over there, where Ataka bends over like a sickle, but Rashi explains that the edges are not smoothed out. It has rougher edges. Okay? Like a knife. And, uh, and that's the additional sign that it's going to be possible. Okay? Amar Abayi. Abai says, you should know, by the way, since we're dealing with a type of Araba that's a Chofagila, it's going to come out that a Chofagila is good for Aishana. Says the Gemara, okay, if that's what a Chofagila is, why would I have thought otherwise? Pshita, if it fits the criteria and it's got the proper leaf, yeah, it's got the proper stem, and, uh, why would I think not? Because it's not called an Araba. It's not called Aishana. It's called a Chofagila. So I would say anything called the Chilfagil is not included Kamashbalan. Therefore, the Chiddush is that even though it has a name of Chilfagila, a Yid could show up to Shul with a Lulav, Esrag, Hadassim, and Chilfagila. All right, where's your Arava? <laughs> this is my Kosher Arava called the Chilfagila. Says Gemara of Maybe it's a problem. Maybe you can't show up to Shul with a Chilfagila. Gemara says, no. You could, because Arve Nachal, I'm Rachman, and call Maka, and Arve Nachal, multiple. Places, right? Which includes even a Chilfa Gila. Okay? Now, how do we know now when it says Arve, which is plural, how do we know which type of Aravim? If maybe Arve Nacho means anything. So we're still, we're still sticking with the idea that in order for it to be kosher, it needs to have the characteristics of a Arava that grows by a river. Right? It's got to have a red stem. I don't know, it doesn't really need to have a red stem, but it's got to be in that family. It's got to have, uh, it, it can't be around. It needs, it needs to um, 
come to, it has to have tips at the edge, like lips, so on and so forth. Anything that does not fit the criteria is not going to be included in our Venach. Okay. Omar of says, Fascinating Gemara. We're going to go a little bit of a tangent now. Now that we said that there are some Arabas that are just called different names, we're going to learn that there are some Nafkaminas, some differences uh, between things that the way they used to be referred and what their name was changed to. Okay, we're going to learn about some name changes and how it impacts the Halacha. Amar of Chista. Let's start again. Hanit Lasmili. By the following three scenarios, Ishtani Shmayu Miki Chara Beis Names changed once the Beis Hamikdash was destroyed. And here's what happened. Here's the three things that changed when the Beis Hamikdash was destroyed in, we'll call it the vocabulary of Klal Yisro. Chalavta, something that was called a Chalavta, Aravta, started being called in Arava. Okay? Aravta and something that originally was the Arava, which was kosher for the mitzvah, was called Chalavta. My nafkamino, what's the difference? Says the Gemara, huh? Yeah? So think about it. Now, in the times of the Gemara, if somebody were to take a branch that was called Aravta, it's puzzle. You need to take a Chalavta. Because the Chalavta of the times of the Gemara was the Arava of the Torah. You understand? The Aravta prior is now called Chalavta. So that's kosher now. Because that's the branch the Torah meant when it came to the Mitzvah Lulav. And anything that is now called Aravta is really not the Arava of the Torah. Shipura. Also a Shaifer. Chatzaytzarta. Chatzaytzris. The trumpets. Yeah? A shifer is called chatzaitzris. What, what used to be called a kosher shifer, which is for the mitzvah, was called chatzaitzris. Chatzaitzraita shipura. And chatzaitzraita was changed to shipura. Mainaf kamin, l'shaifa shorashana. Times of the Gemara, you're only allowed to use a chatzaitzra. You understand what's happening? You can't use something called a shifra because something that's called the shifra in the times of the Gemara is really not a shifra. It's really a chatzaitzra. Pisorta, pesura. Something that was called pisorta is now called pesaira. And pesaira, pesorta. Lemaynaf kamina, lemekach, u lememkar. Okay. Now, what's going on here? So Rashi explains these are just different sized tables. The difference is a big table was called a small table, and a small table was changed to a big table. However, that worked out. And the difference is when it comes to business, okay? When somebody when you sell somebody a pesorta and you give them a pesorta, they say, oh, what do you mean? I thought you, uh, you told me a pesorta. You're like, oh, well, before the base of Mictus was destroyed, it was called a pesorta, so it's a valid debt. No, it's not, okay? You got to know what people mean when you sell them something. You got to be talking the same language. Amr says, Afani Yaimir, I got some more examples. I also say, Bekasi of Lila, of Lila Bekasi. There's a halacha that if a hole in certain stomachs of a cow, uh, if, if you have a hole in certain stomachs of a cow, 
the cow is now a trefa. Okay? So Abayi says, one stomach called a beikasi is now called Havlila, and the stomach of Havlila is called a beikasi. The Mainafkamina, the Macharanimza by the You find a needle in the Ave Besakis, in the walls of the of the Kaisis, you should know that it's not really the um, it's not really the Besakis, that's really the Huvlila. Okay. Omar Rabbi Bar Yosef says, Afani Aimer, I could give you another example, things that changed once the Beis Amikdash was destroyed. Bavel Borsif, a beautiful halacha. Let's just introduce this for a moment for those who are not familiar with Hilchas Gitten. The halacha is that when somebody would bring a get from Golos, from outside, well not Golos, from outside Eretz Yisrael to Eretz Yisrael, they had to say, It was written and signed Lishma in front of me. In addition to the document itself, if somebody's coming from St. Louis to Eretz Yisrael, and you walk into a Bezdin and you say, This get was given to, was given to Sprinzer. How do we know that the messenger and the Bezdin in St. Louis knew what they were doing? So if he says, that this was written in front of me and signed in front of me and I know it was done for this lady, right? then it's valid. Because we don't know otherwise that the Bezdin in St. Louis knew what they were doing. The halacha is though, if somebody brought a get from Bavel, the messenger did not need to say Bafan because there were so many Tamidei Chachamim in Bavel, even if you bring it from Bavel to Eretz Yisrael, since they were as learned in Babel as they were in Eretz Yisrael, we're going to assume if a Bezdin in Babel wrote it, they knew what they were doing. Okay? So, says Rabbi Bar Yosef, let's read this inside. Babel Borsif. What used to be Babel is now called Borsif. Borsif Babel. And Borsif is Babel. We now turn to Amad Beis. Lamai Nafkamina. Lagite Nashim. What's in Afkamino? When it comes to Gitei Noshim, when somebody shows up from Borsif, he does not need to say Bafan. He does need to say Bafan Nechta, Bafan Nechta. Because that's really Babel. But when somebody shows up, when you see a get from Babel, it's going to be a problem because that was the Borsif and we're not going to assume it's coming from a place where they were learned. Period. End of that Gemara. Okay. Now we got... Our second Mishnah of the day, first Mishnah for this Amr. Rabbi Shmuel Aymer, Rabbi Shmuel says, Shleisha Hadassim, when we show up to do the mitzvah, you have to take three Hadassim. We didn't know that yet. We know what a Hadass is now, but how many Hadassim we haven't established yet. So Zakta Mishnah says, Rabbi Shmuel, you take three Hadassim. Ushtay Aravas and two Aravas. Lulav Esr, one Lulav, the Lulav Echad, the Esr Echad. I feel ashamed to two and in a cup. Listen to this: you have to take three stems of Adasim. If two of them are cut off on top and one's not, it's still kosher. Only one of the you have to take three, but only one of them has to mamish be a kosher hadas closed on top. The Tarpin the Tarpin says, I feel ashamed No. Even if they are all ketumim. Okay? Even if they're all cut, 
it's going to be okay. Seder. We'll discuss this in the Gemara. Afilu says, the same way a lulav is one and an esrik is one, so too kachadas echad va'arova It is. Rabbi Akiva says a yid should walk into shul with one lulav, one esrik, one hadas, and one arova. Says the Gemara. Tanya we learned in a brisa. Rabbi Shmuel and Rabbi Shmuel says pre etadar echad. It says in the Torah, what do you take on sukkis for an esrik? Pre etadar. Pre, fruit, eight, from a tree. One, other, beautiful. So, that is one esrit. Hey, no one lula. Kapos tomorrow. Now, kapos is written without a vav, so it's not a plural word. That's also one lula. So, so far, I have a source for one esrit. I got a source for one lula. Anaf eights avais. Anaf eitzavis, branches that are braided from a tree, shleisha, that is three of them, okay? Why? So listen to this. If you translate each one of these words, each one is referring to a branch. Anaf can be translated as a branch. It's referring specifically to the stem of, of, of uh, what, what we're holding, eights. That's a tree, right? That's uh, eight. That's mamish. What it means, and avais, okay? Avais means that it's a branch which needs to be braided. Arvei nachal, plural, branches of the river. Shtayim, two are avis. and only one has to be, uh, you know, uncut. You need three, but all three of them are able to be cut. Rabbi Kiva, Rabbi Kiva says, "Kishem shlul v'echad v'asig echad kachadas echad va'arava achas." Amar le Rabbi Yezer. Rabbi Yezer says, "Rabbi Kiva, one second. Yachal, I might think hey esrog imam baguda achas. If you're putting everything together, so an esrog should be tied together." Amrit, you're going to say, "Bechinamar pri etzoder v'kapois tomorrow." No, it says, "Valay namar ela valay loy namar ela kapois," which seems to imply that only things that are branches are tied together. If you think about it, what's the similarity? There's one common denominator between the lulav, arava, and hadas that are tied together. What's the common denominator? They're all branches. And esrog is not a branch. Uminayin shema akvin zazen. Okay, and had, so whatever's branched. Is tied. Whatever is not a branch is not tied. How do you know that all four of the Dalad Minam are Ma'akiv? There's no point on showing up with a Lulav, Hadas Arav, if you don't have an Esrit. There's no Mitzvah whatsoever. How do you know? That word could be split up into two. You take it completely. Right? A Tzadik Tomim means a complete Tzadik. You got to take everything fully for the mitzvah to happen. Rabbi Shmuel Manavshach says the Gemara, one second, let's go through this opinion of Rabbi Shmuel. Manavshach, either way. If none of them are allowed to be cut off, so all three. Well, what's this whole idea where you need three adasim, two could be cut off and one not? If you need shleimim, where, where, where's this coming from? 
consistent with his own reason. Shmuel said to the Meichrim, yeah, you're going to like this over here. Shmuel said to the people who sold the Dalet Minim, let me tell you something. Stop raising the prices. Yeah? Why do you do everything nowadays? Due to COVID. You can do whatever you want. Due to COVID. It has no shaykhs. Due to COVID. Right? You can do whatever you want nowadays. Yeah, triple the price of the dollar minimum. Why? Do to go. What's the shaykhs? None. But all right, that's the newest excuse. Fine. He said to the maikhrim, stop, stop raising your prices, sell things at a fair price. Vilay, and if you don't, darshin on the chuk reptarfin. I'm going to pass him like reptarfin, and I'm going to tell everybody, they don't even need hadasim that aren't cut on top. Eh, they'll buy five for, a, you know, five, uh, five, five cents a hadas. My timer? Why, how could he say such a thing? Elay Mishum to Mekel, if you're going to say, because he was being Mekel, Lidrish Luke Rebekiva to Mekel Tvei. If he's just being Mekel, why doesn't he just say you could use take one? That's Rebekiva's the most Mekel. Yeah? So you see from over here that he taka holds. The halacha is you need three, but he holds. You could be cut off. Says Gemara, no, not necessarily. It's even easier to find three cut ones than it is to find one uncut. And Mabaisa, Reb Tarfin, to follow opinion of Tarfin, you can take three cut ones, is more of a kula uh, than, than Rabbi Akiva's one complete one. Period. End of that discussion. End of that Mishnah describing the halacha and the psukim backing it up of how many um, of each of the Dalad Minim we need for the mitzvah. Okay? And we know halacha Lamaisa, what do we do? One, one lulav, one esrog, Three hadasim and two arabs. All right. Let's let us go through the Mishnah today and the Ezra Hashem. Um, tomorrow, the Gemara will uh, start to clarify these halachas. Let's read through the halachas concerning the last of the Dalad Minim, the Esrik. Okay. So far in our parak, we had Lulav Agodva Yavesh, Ahadas, Arava. Now we get on to the Esrik. Again, the Esrug represents a Yid with Torah, Maisim Torah. The lave, the heart. Says the Mishnah. Esrug ha-gazobayavesh pasul. An Esrug that is stolen or dried out is pasul. Okay. Shalashira v'shle ernidachas pasul. Also, served for Abay Dezara. Or from an ernidachas. It's also pasul. Shal Arla pasul. 
an esrog of Arla is going to be puzzled. Now Arla, like we said in Rashi previously, is only by a fruit. Okay? Any fruit tree in the first three years, you're not allowed to get any sort of benefits from the fruit. So if you have an esrog that grows from an esrog tree in the first three years, you're not allowed to use that esrog. Shall truma tamea puzzle. Also, if it's truma tamea, it's going to be puzzle. Okay? Now, this is very interesting. Because what's the issue of truma that becomes tamea? The Kohen can't eat it. Are we eating the esrog for the mitzvah? No. So the Gemara is going to have to clarify for us why if it's Shuma Tameya, can I not do my mitzvah with it? Shuma Tameya is not forbidden to benefit. Or is it? What's the whole deal over there? And even if it is, mitzvah lavli honest, our mitzvah is given for benefit, right? It's going to be a fascinating conversation. That Shuma Tameya is not going to be good. Shall Shuma Tahira, if it's an esrog of truma. So ideally layito. Ideally don't take it. If you do take it, it is kosher. Shel demai. What about an esrog of demai? Beishamai poislim. Beishamai says nishgit. Yeah, Beishamai says it's possible. Beishol machshir. Beishol says no, it's kosher. It's besed. Okay, so also we'll get into the conversation of demai. Demai is when you're unsure whether Maisris, Shumas and Maisris were separated because you purchased this from an Amaharetz. Shal Maisris Shani Brushalayim. What about Truma? That's Maisris Shani, which needs to be eaten in Yerushalayim. Okay. And you are in Yerushalayim. Yeah, it's Maisris Shani. And you are in Yerushalayim. Layital. So also you shouldn't take it. Vim not kosha. But if you do, it's Peseder. It's going to be kosher. What happens if it has a chazazis? We'll call a chazazis like a wart or a boil on the um, majority of the esrog. Okay? Now, um, this is something that's noticeable towards the outside of the esrog. Or nitla or the pitum came off. The pitum was removed. Okay? Niklaf, or if the esrog is niklaf, the esrog is peeled. Nistak, or you have a, a sodak, you have the, the esrog is split. Okay? Nike v'chaser koshu, or it's got a hole. Now, v'chaser koshu, just because there's a hole itself, if the piece of the esrog is still connected, apparently, it's still going to be kosher. The issue is nikav, according to, in the case of the Mishnah, it's nikav v'chaser koshu. You have to be missing a piece. Okay? Then posel. It's a problem. Also chazazes al Let's say you got the boils on a small part of the esrig. Or nita The ukits came off before we spoke about the pitam towards the top. Now we're talking about the ukits. The stem on the bottom. Nikav or it got a hole, but it's missing nothing. It's a hole, but what happened was the flesh of the esrog just got pushed to the side. Kosher. Esrog akushi is posel, and esrog akushi is also going to be posel. Kush, yeah, Kush is Ethiopia. That's also going to be posel. 
Hayorei if it's so green that it's like a leek. So we know a green esrog is completely kosher. Some people prefer it. Okay? But you're not allowed to have an... But when an esrog is as green like a leek, so Rav Meir Machshir reviewed a paisel. And remember, we discussed that the machlaikas is, why would a green esrog here be puzzle? Because we're dealing with a type of esrog that did not grow enough. It's not an esrog that grew and is green. That's okay. But an esrog that has just started to grow but did not grow enough, that's going to be a problem. And finally, sheer esrog got caught in how small could your esrog be? Rameir Amerika Ego, the size of a nut, Rabbi Amerika Beitz, the size of an egg, Ubagado, how big can it be? Kadesh Yecha Shnayim Biyadai, two in one hand, according to Rabbi Yuda, Rabbi Yuda, Rabbi Yaisiyamir, Rabbi Yacha Bishtayadav. As long as you can hold one in two hands, it's also going to be kosher as well. All right, Baruch Hashem. So we're up to the Gemara, we're up to the Aklam, and hey, and Bez Hashem, we will pick up from here tomorrow evening at the same time, hopefully in Yerushalayim. Have a wonderful, wonderful evening.